I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello? Hello? <clears throat> Podcast Network Asia. Network Asia. Welcome to On Deck with Stancy. On this show, I want to tell the real stories behind the real people behind the mic. And for this week, I've got one of my best friends in the industry, Renzo Magnaia of 99.5 Play FM. And we're talking all about your misconceptions about being in the radio industry. And, you know, as somebody who's had friends asking me about, Toto ba na ganito sa radio na lahat ng mga DJ ganito, lahat ng DJ ganito ba dapat yung tunog, lahat ng DJ umaten ba ng mga parties, laging free entrance sa mga bars and clubs. We're going to talk about that. We're going to be debunking some myths and misconceptions about the radio industry. And we're also going to be dishing out some opinions about things we think are accurate right now, but probably need to change. So it's a very interesting and different episode from anything you may have listened to in the entire catalog of On Deck, especially since we already talked to Renzo in the very first episode and heard his story. So that's all coming up here in this week's episode. But before we get to the main event, I got to say thanks to everybody who's been supporting the podcast, following On Deck with Stancy on Spotify. Every follow goes a long, long way. And another way you can support the pod is by doing your online shopping over on Lazada using my affiliate link. Malapit na naman ang Tenten. And as we always say, everything you need, hashtag nasa Lazada yan. So right before you click checkout, please use your mobile phone's browser to access this link. It's podlink.co slash ondecklazada. Again, that's podlink.co slash O-N-D-E-C-K-L-A-Z-A-D-A. And then it'll take you straight to the app. From there, just click checkout. And then a portion of what you spend goes to Podcast Network Asia and On Deck with Stan C to keep the lights on at no extra cost to you. So again, the affiliate link is podlink.co slash ondecklazada. And now it's time to get to the main event. Here's my conversation with my very good friend, Renzo Magnaia, as we break down the myths and misconceptions about the radio industry. Yon, Renzo Magnaia returns to the podcast. How's it going, brother? Uh, really good. Thank you so much for having me back again, Stan. And yes, I would also. I mean, you know, it, it's crazy. You know, we have never worked in the same station before. We never have worked in the same station, but I don't even know how we started uh, becoming friends in the industry. I think wrestling. Wrestling. There you go. And uh, it just clicked. And, you know, we, we, we love talking shop and we just get along. And so I'm happy to be back. Thank you so much, man. And, and On Deck has been just a pleasure to see grow over the last year, especially with all the guests you've had and with all the legends you've had over as well. So on deck, Nash, what's going on? I'm back. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> See, I blame the pandemic and how it's been mishandled for that because mm-hmm. if it weren't mishandled, then we wouldn't have all this time to podcast or listen to podcasts. 
That's true. You know, dulo nito, the COVID-19 pandemic. But whatever, we're not talking about the pandemic. We're talking about misconceptions in radio for this week on the podcast because I realized that over three or so seasons of talking to people about our stories and hearing listener feedback, a lot of them still ask na, hindi nga, totoo nga ba talaga na XYZ? Or is right. it really true that this and this and that? And we figured na, as people who have had our own misconceptions about the industry, it would be nice to kind of break this down just you know, for the sake of, Putting it all out there, right? For right. proper information. Yeah, that's true. You know, we, you and I have given several talks in colleges and schools, and they all, you know, pretty much have the same questions. And it's come to the point where I've even, you know, given a portion uh, of these presentations to address these misconceptions. And the looks on their faces are always so surprising when we tell them, oh, radio DJs don't actually do this or don't actually get paid this much or don't get uh, the this kind of thing. Or radio DJs, in terms of their personalities, aren't all, you know, these traits that you would usually see in like these outgoing hosts and stuff. So there's a lot. I mean, radio is just a melting pot of personalities. We've met all sorts of people in radio, but we're all kind of just the only thing that I think that we all have in common for sure is our love for broadcasting, our love, our love for our jobs and so and our passion for it. So, yeah. Or for some people, their love of having another platform to get themselves over. True. Yeah. Or hearing their own <laughs> voice back uh, played back on air. Yeah. Which isn't necessarily a bad thing because <laughs> to an extent, diba, lahat tayo, we have that bit of ourselves. Let, yeah. Let's be real here. Let's be honest. Gusto natin kumita. To an yeah. extent, gusto natin sumikat. Kasi kung sumikat ka, di mas marami kang racket. Diba? True. So, and confidence isn't bad. I mean, confidence is, uh, is definitely a part of the job. It has to be. Right. So you already alluded to the first one. Let's get right into it. One of the mm-hmm. usual misconceptions about radio is that mataas daw ang sweldo ng DJ. And you and I both know that that's definitely not the case. Right. I mean, for the average radio host slash DJ, yes, that is true. Of course, there are exceptions to the rule, uh, mainly the ones that have become household names, people that have been in radio for quite some time, people you've had on your show. I mean, you know, these are people who uh, we don't even question the fact that they're paid more. I think yeah. it's because the fact that they've been on radio for like, what, two decades now? And they serve the Manila. For sure. And they've they've brought money to the stations that they work for. And so for a job in their position to garner that much success in the time that they do it, you know, three, you know, two to three hours, sometimes four hours a day, you know, that that does deserve some uh, some compensation in that sense. Yeah, pero kung bagito ka, if you're a rookie and you're trying to get in the industry, wag ka naman mag-expect na kung anong kikitain mo as a corporate slave. Or kung right. Anong uh, mo if you have a nine to five. Now you're getting sweldo mo in radio. So I'm gonna be brazen here. I'm gonna ask, like, do you remember your starting sweldo when you first joined uh, Play FM? You mean the first time I got sweldo? Because there was a long period of time where trainees don't get paid. You know, like uh, the starting off uh, weekend uh, DJs, the people who kind of cover for other schedules, they don't always get paid right away. But when I did start getting paid, dude. 8,000. Okay. 4,000 every 15 days, which was... Same uh, time, same time. Yeah, right. So I think that's like baseline uh, when it comes to entry level. But, you know, there are people who have gotten less. There are people who have gotten more. Of course, it does vary uh, from station to station. But uh, you and I at least can discuss with regards to the fact that our stations are kind of owned by the same you know, entities and same people. And so I think there's some standardization going on in that sense. So we can't really speak on, we can't really speak on the practices of stations that are owned by other people. But yeah, it is, it is pretty small. You know, it wasn't like uh, a Will Smith at the end of Pursuit of Happiness. But when he got the job, <laughs> like I've got it all figured out. Yes. Like, no, like when you get, you know, your, your job as a radio DJ and you start getting paid and you get regularized, that's the start of you going, okay, how does radio open doors to other opportunities that can make me money? Yon, we're going to get to that because that's another misconception. Automatic, kapag nasa radyo ka, 
all these other gigs come through, right? And that the floodgates right. will open. And that's also not the case. But just to go to uh, flesh out muna yung point on radio right. DJs not getting paid a whole lot, I think yung justification on is hindi ka naman kasi whole day nasa station. Right. Which, yeah. when you think about it, parang half day ka na rin nandun, eh, kahit na three-hour shift lang, di ba? Because of the travel, because yeah. of the prep time, and then mm-hmm. all of the, even yung time na mag-decompress ka. Diba, just get right. out of that mental headspace. So, parang kalahati ng araw mo nandun na rin. So, medyo may konting dissonance dun if you're going to be really makwenta about your sweldo. Now, you have to really be paid by the exact hours that you spend. But, yung nga, um, to start at 8,000 pesos. This, oh, oh, I got paid that in 2011 when I was a rookie. Okay. Na ako dun because I was a college student. And for me, that was additional allowance. Right. 8K a month when you're a college student? Yo, that's, that's, still, that's still something. That's money in your pocket, man. Do you remember the first thing you bought with your sweldo? Probably a video game, to be honest. Probably something on PS3, like, like to be completely honest, you know, because, you know, we, we, we grew up and kind of wanting these things when we were younger. And uh, it always came to the discussion, oh, when you start earning your own money, you can start paying for these own things. And so when I started getting paid that, you know, 8K a month, it's not like you're like, okay, I can start saving for my life or, you know, saving up for this and that. So you, you think of the smaller things. And so, yes, I did splurge a little bit. But considering that, you know, at the time I still lived with my parents and so that I was fortunate enough to be able to do that and um, not have to help so much with bills just yet. Yeah, there was still some some money kept aside that was saved, thankfully for me. Because I didn't have magastos or malakwacha. Like I would never really like, you know, go out every weekend and blow two to three K at a club or something. I think for me, the first month na yun, no, na 8K, so I splurged it on a replica World Heavyweight Championship belt from Toys R Us. Whoa, nice! Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, and then yeah. I bought do myself... you still have it? Yeah, I do, I do. It, it's okay. in my cabinet. So okay, I still okay. have that. And then I bought a pair of Derrick Rose sneakers. Nice. Discounted from the Adidas outlet store. Nice, <laughs> nice, nice. And then the remaining tour 3K, I think nagpakain ako. Like, I treated the family out to lunch or dinner or something. Right. Kasi diba, it's a Filipino custom. For na, sure. Oh, for sweldo, magpakain ka. So, yeah. kinansyawan ako ng parents ko, I gave in. Right. So, that's where my first 8,000 pesos went. Yeah, I did that for my friends as well. But my question for you is, you know, how long did it take for you to start getting paid? I mean, you said you were, uh, I know you were a college uh, jock for a while. And so, how long kind of was that period when you were still kind of, not getting paid and then suddenly you got paid like how long was that so i think you and i ibang stories natin because eh, i went through a student dj program uh, whereas yeah. you you actually just came in and got trained from the get go auditioned yeah 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 right so i yung student dj days ko that was my training for about a year and 2 months so yun syempre okay. walang bayad yun because you're learning diba you're yeah, you have sure. to be a sponge so just being there was the privilege in and of itself so yun talagang right. naintindihan ko yun so after about a year and a couple of months i got hired and then you na automatic my sweldo na Right, right. I think, you know, it's worth discussing uh, when it comes to a lot of these student programs, there are a lot of people who have issue with the fact that these college jocks don't get paid for their time because, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we do think of it as a, a, a privilege and the job itself, training to be a radio host is fun. You get yeah. to play music, you get to, you know, express yourself, be a extravagant personality and hang out with other like-minded, outgoing people, you know, if, if that's the case. But it's still labor in a sense. You know, you're still giving your time and sometimes you're still being required to like cover for a DJ or maybe board on the weekends. And that's still time that would otherwise be free. And so there are people who would want that kind of change and would want people to, at least employers, radio stations to start paying their college jocks. But I think there needs to be adjustments on both sides. You know, like on one hand, I think the the, the college students are totally right to ask for kind of like a per diem or something, anything. Or honorarium. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But on the other end, I think... Radio stations, like, you know, speaking, speaking candidly, I think they can 
lessen the workload on these college jocks. Because I think what a lot of what happens a lot of the time, I mean, you can see it in any student jock program, whether it be from, you know, Magic, Play, uh, Mellow. Uh, I'm not sure if Wave had one, but um, I'm pretty sure uh, a lot of these people who have been in these programs can say that if they just lessen the workload just a little bit, I'm pretty sure they can justify, you know, the whole training is fun. Because I've seen it, you know, from beginning to middle to end. And by the end of it, what happens a lot of the time is that nagiging unpaid pitch hitters sila, or like unpaid right, yes, substitutes. Yes. The training stops, so they, they're not learning anymore. But they're in the reserves, kumbaga, and they're being used to like, oh, this DJ who's being paid can't do a show, you cover for it. And it's like supposed to be treated as like a privilege and an honor, when at the end of the day, it's like, yo, okay, I'm doing a show, like, can I at least be paid for the three hours that I'm going to be doing? Which, I mean, I have to ask you, do you think that's too much or... Hmm, I don't know kasi sinwerte ako na I didn't get to that point na inisip ko na oh nga no parang ano na ako I'm getting work to the right. Like right. the right. one time I took an 8-hour shift, DJ na ako noon so I got paid overtime. Right, okay. okay. I was pretty fortunate. And then yung times na nagpipinshit ako, I was pretty lucky na I never had to do the graveyard. Okay. Like, I never really had to do the graveyard. Like the worst, and I say this with air quotes, um, the worst time slot I've ever had to do was like 4 a.m. Right, okay. Which is not... 1 a.m. or 2 a.m. You know what I mean? Right, so, for sure. Pa so, and like folks, graveyard means like midnight yes, onwards, yes. right? Midnight yeah, onwards. pretty much. So yung yeah. mga 4 a.m., 5 a.m., that's like early sign-on. So parang medyo yeah. napapatawad pa Morning show uh, na rin yun. Right, yeah, so for sure. So yung issue on should people get paid for what they do as college jocks or student jocks, we'll talk about that in a bit. We'll go to the uh, second one on our list of mm-hmm. misconceptions and that's na when you're a radio DJ, mm. the floodgates will open. You'll start getting all these hosting gigs. You'll get roped into TV. You'll be like the next Mo Twister or Sam YG. Brands will ask you to like you know be an ambassador. They'll send you free yeah, products here and there. Yeah, <laughs> no, definitely not. No. If anything, like the first taste of any free things you're gonna get yes. are from the station. Brands, you know, labels. They send stuff to the station and. Kung swerte ka lang na it arrives during your time slot, it is fine. You take a picture. Yeah, you take a picture. Be like, thank you so much to at brand. Even if they didn't send it to you personally and they sent it to the station, you can at least like have that uh, to, to speak for. But yeah, that doesn't really come. I mean, that comes when you put in the work to actually put your name on the map and to make a name for yourself. And when you say work, it's not just actually being good at your work because frankly speaking, relationships come into the picture as well. Right. Like you have to meet the right people and Network with the right people, and I'm I, I'm sure you remember this. Now I would tell you that Renzo, I don't know how to like network with people. I don't want to like hobnob with these yeah, people and look plastic and shit. But sure. like looking back, I was just being young and naive. Like you really have to uh, try to get to know people and yeah. be on their radar, be uh, someone they'll remember, so that they can think of you for like a gig or like an endorsement opportunity or something. Right. It is tough because you know not everybody who gets into radio is has an affinity for for marketing or for you know, PR. exactly which will you know another misconception we'll get to in a bit but that is so true it is such a big part of it and i think one thing that I managed to do with, you know, building these relationships is, and it sounds terrible, not that I didn't want to, but like I was put in situations where I had no choice but to, you know, bond with these people. Like, for example, my event, this we're all in the back, uh, production tent, you talk and stuff. So it's these situations. But, I, you know, the, the people who are, in, who are in radio, or at least who came from radio, who have gotten the most endorsements, have gotten the most connections, these are the people who like straight up 
put their foot forward, you know, extend their hand and really like meet people and like make it a point to, uh, to, to check up on them and like cultivate these, you know, these business relationships, which man, I, uh, again, I'm, I'm terrible at. And honestly, I feel like there's, it's weird because I feel like there's kind of like a phoniness to it. You feel icky. Yeah, it feels icky because like <laughs> if I don't genuinely enjoy your company and if I'm only getting close to you and talking to you and entertaining you for the business relationship, then isn't that kind of fake? Isn't that kind of like, I mean, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not any familiar with the, with the business world or how the marketing in the business world works. So I, I, I'd like to hear your, your side on that. We're taking a quick break from this episode so I can let you know that the Ripple Awards are back this year. You can nominate an individual, an organization, or a project that's changed the landscape of the HIV advocacy in the Philippines. The calls for nominations end on October 29, and for more details, you can check out loveyourself.ph. Together, let's celebrate the life, love, and selfless service of the HIV response champions in the Philippines. Together, let's celebrate the life, love, and selfless service of the HIV champions in the Philippines. Now more than ever, let's continue to create ripples of positive change in the community. So I've come to the realization that ginagawa natin, even you and I as voiceovers right. or as mm-hmm. radio personalities or as talents in general, we are our own business. So right. what we do is our business. And as business owners, it's our responsibility to put ourselves out there. True. To make these relationships, these connections, to get us uh, one step forward. So if you're not doing that, you're kind of screwing yourself. Because you're right. your own agent, or I, I don't know if you have an agent at this point, but like I still mm-hmm. don't have an agent. Yeah, um, I don't have one. No. Right. So we're, we're not we're we're not at the Incas level yet. Right. Yeah. For <laughs> sure. For sure. But then we we don't have our our manager's email in our bio, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For 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 contact business inquiries and then plus email is not even your own. But it's really just how it is, but Like you and I have our own yeah. email addresses in our bios, right? yeah. So we have to do the. It's work. not like we're getting flooded with like proposal emails or anything that we can't keep track of, you know. But then I think yeah, I mean that is true. But there is kind of a level of. Uh, realization when you know you work in a station that the station is kind of supposed to do that for you you know uh, the whole the whole marketing aspect of it because it has come up in in my experience a lot of the time where you know I don't personally reach out to these marketing companies or to these clients and advertisers but the station you know the the really talented hardworking people working behind the scenes in these radio stations uh, the marketing people you know our, our, our station managers sometimes they're the ones out there being like okay this is Stan. He's this and that. His interests are this. He's really good at that. Check this out. I think he'll be perfect for this brand. And so I think, you know, I got kind of used to that uh, dynamic as a DJ with my employer that I never felt the need to market myself or have to do any of that so myself. So I'm swear to you that experience po because, okay, I've worked for three right. stations and at least one of them mm-hmm. had salespeople who had no idea who we were. Right. Hindi nila alam right. ano yung branding namin, hindi nila kilala kung sino yung mahilig sa ganito, sino yung mahilig sa ganyan. So right. I had to do that for myself. So I made my own relationships with people who were handling WWE events in the Philippines, for example. Right, right, and, right. you know, when people comment on my posts like, ang swerte mo naman, how did you get to host the meet and greet with this wrestler and that wrestler? One thing I always say is I got to know people. I introduced myself and I said, right. nah, this is my real. This is what I do. I host events. I'm yeah. great with kids, on stage at least. Right. And you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm able to engage. And from there, they were like, oh, wow, you're a wrestling fan. You know your stuff. I don't have to teach you anything. I don't have to give you a PR kit. Boom. Right. So it, it's really about 
being at the right place and at the right time. And then when you're there, doing the work to establish and maintain and cultivate these relationships. That's true. Yeah. And I think a part of that also kind of extends to artist interviews as well. I mean, you know, yes. with, with, uh, with the, the, the misconception that we're talking about right now, where, you know, as you, if you're a radio DJ, suddenly you get all these opportunities, you get all these things. No, part of that, like a big part of it is reaching out in a sense that, for example, you know, you have connections at the label. And if you know that a certain artist is doing their promotional rounds, you can message the person, you know, the label executive or marketing person who goes to the station and kind of talks to you guys. You can be like, hey, miss something, Mr. Something. I really like this artist. I'm a big fan. If there's any interviews you can throw away, can you let us know? And more often than not, they, they throw it your way. So I think a lot of the times it's really just about realizing that you can ask for stuff. You can kind of step forward and do this. Because I feel like a lot of people think, ah, baka kasi, they'll think that kapal na ako or something, this and that. But I mean, we're radio DJs. Like we're supposed to be vocal and taking initiative. Right. I mean, you know, you get paid to talk. You might as well use that skill, right? And yeah. if you never ask, the answer will always be no. What's the worst that could happen? But you'll just be right where you are, where you're not getting it. So yeah, yeah. you might as well put your best foot forward. I think that one reason why a lot of DJs who kind of get into the industry and end up don't getting any like follow-up jobs or gigs or in, in, in their relevant like interests is because they don't put their personality front and center. Like they don't put their interests front and center. No, be unapologetic about your interests, what what you love in terms of like pop culture and media. And once people know that you're associated with that kind of realm, it'll be easier for you to reach out and be like, okay, I can do hosting events for this. I can do this and that. Like for example, like Stan, he wears his wrestling heart on his sleeve. And so obviously if there are any like marketing people, advertisers or, or casting people thinking of uh, wrestling interested personalities, they're going to be like, oh, there's a radio DJ who I know is loves wrestling. Check out his profile. And you visit your profile and it's already there front and center. So part of that is like having an established set of likes and interests. It's the same thing with like writing uh, stories, screenplays. You know, you your characters have to have likes and dislikes. You can't just be a blank canvas because that's that's boring. Nobody wants that. Yeah, you know, yeah. you need to have these set likes and dislikes. Or you can't be cookie cutter either. Because yeah. this goes into your next misconception. Uh, when you're a radio DJ, you have to be cool. You're always at the club or always at the bar, pre-pandemic yeah. at least. I had this image in my head that when DJ na ako, I'll always be at the clubs. I'll always be having sex with a girl every weekend. <laughs> That, you're a radio was, DJ, not a rock star. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll always be at the parties. Girls will throw themselves at me. I'll be the right, life right, of the party, right. blah, blah, blah. And it's just really not my personality. Like, I don't like to hang sure. out at clubs. I'd rather be at a pub, just downing a beer with my friends, mm -hmm. right? So I thought that everybody had to be cool. Everybody had to be seen at the parties. Everybody had to be outgoing. And that's just not me because at my core, I'm an introvert. And um, I think... Uh, that realization comes with years of entourage and being like, what? I'm not the, the Vinny Chase of radio. People aren't just throwing themselves at me. But uh, yeah, that's true. Are we going into our next misconception? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, did you think that everybody was always being invited to like to Palace when that was still a thing or to Valkyrie when it was still open? Yeah, no, I mean, that's one of the reasons why I didn't want to be a radio DJ growing up. I mean, you know, I had a, you've had my mom over on your show and, you, you know, everybody knows that she's been in radio. My dad's been in radio. My sister's been in radio. And so when uh, the period of time, kind of like the years leading up to me being old enough to audition, you know, of course, it was being talked about and, and everything. But I was thinking to myself, like, yo, I... 
I play video games like eight hours a day and I'm still trying to figure myself out. I, I don't have many friends. I can't really talk to people very well. Like, how am I supposed to be on radio? Like, get in front of a mic and talk to all of Metro Manila and have these guests over that are artists and celebrities. It's really scary. But when I got into radio, my peers, like the people that I, you know, rose up the ranks with, people like uh, Debbie Ten, people like uh, Jam Alas, these are people who like, when you get to know them, like, sure, if you look at their social media, they're so outgoing and they're, they're, they're so confident and they know their brand and they can speak very well. But when you talk to them, they're like the most chill people ever. And uh, that stays true all the way up until today. So once you get into radio and realize that, oh, man, people are not as baseline douchebaggy cool as I thought they would be, it becomes a lot easier <laughs> to kind of fit in. I was pretty lucky which is where I came up in the industry. A lot of the friends that I had there, a lot of my mentors were either mm -hmm. homebodies or hindi rin mm -hmm. mga party type. Yung right. We would only be at the events because we had to be at the events. Right, 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 right. So in a way, I guess my parents also felt comfortable na, ah, hindi, hindi na BBIC stand because, you know, these are the people he hangs out with. Like, you know, they would go up to Tagaytay and like get drunk, but like they're not yeah. going to be uh, at the club taking drugs or whatever. You know Yeah, what I mean? doing lines till 4 a.m. or something. Right. No, 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 for sure. <laughs> no, I think that, that also, I think, comes into play when it comes to when, when you're talking about what radio station you're a part of. There are, uh, each station has their own different identity. Mellow, I would say they're pretty mellow. I mean, it's, yeah. it's in the name. It's, it's in, in the name. name. <laughs> you know, there are stations out there that are more popular that do focus more on the whole club scene, party scene. scene. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And uh, if you join those stations, yes, you might have to kind of fit into that mold. But I think, you know, aspiring DJs out there, people who want are curious about the industry, a lot of it is choosing where you want to, you know, submit your application. Because when I joined Play FM, their brand was wholesome, family, young and, you know, just basically like new generation uh, and everything. And to my understanding, at that point in time, uh, you know, being really plugged into the to the Internet, having come from Tumblr and all that stuff, the youth culture is like we're all introverted and weird and, and people who like going out to clubs and partying, like they've become the minority. And so when that realization came to play, I was like, OK, cool. You know, I can I can speak to a certain uh, sect of the youth that can actually relate to my introvertedness. Did you feel the same when you got into Mellow or did you feel like you had to kind of play up your your extrovertedness or your outgoingness? Yeah, it's more of the latter. Like, mm -hmm. I felt like I had to play it up at some point because I was still trying to figure my way around the industry because I didn't have that many friends yet. Like, before right. I met you, before I met Sina Jam, I really yeah. felt like I was an outlier in the station because I was one of two or three people who were born in the 1990s and everybody else was older. So, I know right. life experience. Nila. So, I also had this image in my head that, oh, when I get to be your age, I'll be this and that. But I have to be, like, uncool first. You know Like, I had to be the right. uncool radio DJ. And then... I met the people over at play like yourself, uh, Billy, mm -hmm. who just owned mm -hmm. and embraced his being a video game uh, fanatic, diba? Yeah. And and that became his brand. And I'm like, pucha puede pala yun sa radio na, you know, you, you just <laughs> yeah. talk about video games all the time. And then yourself yeah. with the esports and uh, with your type mm -hmm. of humor, which is also yeah. very offbeat, diba? Compared to yeah. the standard humor of uh, other English speaking radio DJs. And as I, made more friends in the industry, I realized that ah, okay, uh, we don't have to be in the cookie-cutter mold anymore. And I guess it's a benefit of us being around at this time and place. Right, yeah, for sure. And I think that also came with a culture shift, you know, with us kind of entering radio in around 2011, 2010. That was when I think 
for the Philippines at least yung yung culture of media it wasn't just radio tv movies anymore you know it wasn't just radio tv movies the internet was you know becoming a thing podcasts you know youtube channels youtube videos internet personalities they're slowly becoming the new celebrities that uh, were becoming more and more relevant and the humor on the internet is so varied like you you can have all sorts of different things there and and um these are the things that people enjoy and at the end of the day as long as you're putting forward a personality or you know topic that are relevant, which again, at that time that we joined in 2010, 2011, 2013 for me, that could have been anything at that point. But if you reversed it a couple of years before that, I think nung culture nun, you still had to be kind of outgoing and cool because yun parin yung kind of preconceived notion for DJs and almost like you had to be that way to be successful at least or to be recognized. What more nung ano, mid-2000s at the height of the personality-driven era na you had to be an artista or you yeah. had to have name value to even make it in FM, diba? Yeah, you'd have to talk um, for like an hour, like just talk topics and like, you know, prank call people and like, you know, start drama and stuff. Like, dude, I can't do that. Like, man, that's exhausting. I mean, I thought na kaya ko. I was like, right. yeah, yeah, that, that's the goal. That's the end game. Pero hindi, like, you have to find your own personality, which you end up discovering along the way. Yeah. We're gonna get into more of these misconceptions in a bit, but first we're gonna take a break right here. Before we proceed with the rest of the episode, I'd like to give a quick shout-out to the guys and girls over at Immunobean Coffee. Immunobean is made with premium-quality coffee combined with 19 healthy herbal ingredients to boost your immunity and vitality. Shop now at shopee.ph immunobean. All right, let's continue with our list of misconceptions in the radio industry. Another one that's on Renzo's list is that if you're a radio DJ, you have to sound a certain radio way. So first, pwede define what is this radio way? It's, hey guys, 99.5 Play FM. Hello, my name is DJ Name. This song is going out to all you people tuned in. Thank you guys so much. Shout out, yada yada, shout out, Play FM. You know, it's very... Uh, it's it's frustrating. Uh, it, that's the kind of sound that people think that you have to sound like. But have they heard themselves say these things? And like, have they listened to radio? Like, nobody sounds like that anymore. I guess if you listen to certain stations that are kind of more aimed towards the older audiences. But we hold auditions for our our student jocks, and you've experienced this as uh, as someone as like a judge for these auditions before. And a lot of people who come in. They talk to us, right? They talk to us. They introduce themselves. They tell us about themselves, and their voices are so nice. They 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 speak a certain way, and it's really nice talking to them. And then when you give them the sample spiel, the sample script, they just ditch that, and they put on this voice that is so like ex- like exaggerated and fake and forced. And I get exhausted listening to them. That I'm like, yo, people really think that DJs have to sound this way. No, it's weird. I think it's because of the older generation. Then uh, they were all mm-hmm. raised to sound that way. They were right. all raised to modulate their voices. Na dapat talagang matipunong matipunong lalaki kung magsasalita. Yeah, yeah. Lalo na yung sa AM radio, di ba? You, you listen mm-hmm. to your DZMMs or your DZBBs, and everybody's True. got that baritone that's so rich. And right. I don't have that. Like I think I sound like a kid still. So um, when I was mm-hmm. trying to match up against the other people in Mellow, which is uh, where I started, I always felt small compared to them. Na parang ah, parang right. ng bosses mm-hmm. ko or parang hindi ako as as refined as they are. But then, you know, a lot of people realize have to realize that the best radio DJs, like my favorite radio DJs, local, international, or otherwise, 
they pretty much sound the same as they do if you talk to them like walking down the hallway. And that's what I look for when it comes to, you know, radio personalities, when I can tell that they're relaxed, confident in themselves. And, you know, there are DJs out there who do put on that extravagant voice, that super modulated voice, like the people in AM, the people in like DZMM. These are people who speak this way on air because, you know, they've practiced it for years and trained it for years now it's it's them not good but then if you're talking fm radio where you know so much can can be correct uh you have to realize that your best asset is what you have which is your unique voice i mean there are people from the previous generation of radio djs you got people like chris from mellow uh people like robbie joseph or people like zanyu my uh, veteran voice actors now when you talk to them normally you know and like they can't do anything about that that's really yeah, how they yeah. sound right but for, for, for me, for sure. I can't do anything about how I sound either except to speak clearly, speak in an intelligible manner, bring the mm-hmm. energy, energy right, have my personality. Yeah. When that shines, then that kind of compensates for your lack of baritone. Lalo na si Chris, my, my old partner, but Chris's voice is like, he's, he's got the voice of God quality. Parang James Earl Jones na, this is CNN. And I can't do that without hurting my throat. You know, when you said the the energy thing, that's another thing people think that radio DJs have to sound like. They have to, they think that they have to sound like they're on monster energy, like, you know, all throughout the entire show, like for every single ad lib, which again, I mean, could work for a certain uh, ad lib or for a certain personality. Again, you know, these answers are, there's never like just one sure way to apply yourself. It really just all depends on like your voice or your personality. But at the end of the day, if you vary your your ad libs and your delivery, then it will make for a more interesting show and will make for a, a more varied personality. Because like for me, you know, my voice is so it's it's modulated, it's energetic, and I can sound really energetic. And my first year in radio, Gago, like I got so scolded. I got so scolded. People, you know, talk to me now. And they're like, "Oh, your voice is so nice. You sound like you you're really good at radio and stuff." And that's true. But like, if you heard me in my first year in radio, my my weekend show, I was yelling the whole time. I was like, "99.5 Play FM, welcome to Jesus. the show. My name is Renzo." And like, literally, talagang no control because I also thought that. I mean, the misconceptions were also kind of instilled in me, despite growing up in the industry. So I would yell and I would be super energetic. And and it, and my boss at the time. Literally told me, like, walked up and be like, you know, I listened to your show. It's great. It's fun. But I got tired. Like, I was exhausted after your first ad lib. And I was like, oh, no. Like, I don't want to make people feel that way. And I realized that, yeah, you know, if you just talk to people, like, <laughs> normally, but be that energetic, uh, not even, like, energetic, be that kind of confident character on air, then you can get away with so many things. Like, I can do an ad lib, for example, na ganto, like 99.5 Play FM. It's Renzo all the way till 6 p.m. Thank you so much for tuning in. Or I can even be like 99.5 Play FM. Dude, this afternoon's kind of trash. I feel, you know what? How about some Cardi B to lift up your spirits? You know, like yeah. you really have to play with the quality of your voice, the energy, and the mic dynamics. And if you're if you're gonna be going for like a lower uh, volume, get closer to your mic. It's gonna compensate and it's gonna sound good on air. And people will listen to you and be like, exactly, yeah. And people will listen to you and be too. like, oh, this guy really just feels like he's talking to us as if we're friends and they'll want to listen to you more you know which is the idea naman talaga to yeah. begin with diba? Uh, to quote my favorite professor uh, Miss Pinky Aceron radio is the most personal form of media so mm, do natin yeah. nakukuha yun yeah let's get to our next item here on Renzo's list and that's Radio DJs are feuding always with other stations or DJs. And I'm going to add to this. Now, radio DJs, um, in contrast, are friends with every other station or every other DJ in every other station. Uh, neither is true. 
Neither is entirely accurate. <laughs> yeah, true, true, true. But I think the 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 former is a lot more instilled in people because even up until today, you know, I would be streaming for Play FM. Yeah, we're doing our shows from from home and stuff, and people would comment like. Oh, you know, like Magic eighty nine point nine is also streaming on Twitch. Oh, you know they have like this many viewers now, and I'm like, yo, good for them. Like, if if they succeed, then you know we all succeed because the more that radio is relevant. I mean, of course, put set aside the fact that we're all owned by the same person. Uh, it's the <laughs> fact that like you know, if if a radio station is doing good, that means that radio is still doing good. I think the main concern for a lot of DJs, no matter what station you're part of, is the fact that oh my god, podcasts and YouTube shows and Twitch streams and streams and and all that stuff, they're becoming the new form of media that people consume more than radio and so obviously we're afraid of you know sliding into into irrelevance but the fact that other stations are getting more successful this and that that's a good thing for everybody and there's and and i think only insecure radio djs uh kind of seek that rivalry i'm gonna talk about this from my point of view as a listener and as a radio personality na tapos ni ira nini yung nag-aaway silang lahat Right? That's true. Like, I That's remember true. when Magic and yeah. RX were openly feuding over the KBP Golden Dove Awards. I'm not sure kung naabutan mo to. But like they would take shots at right, one another. Right, I'm right, not right. going to say which DJs, but those two stations because they were at the top of our niche, diba? Yung yung market ng yeah. English speaking, medyo high end. People would take pot shots at one another sure. on air. I remember this quote na, sige, sa inyo ning awards pero nasa amin naman yung mga commercials. Oh my god, dude. Dude, I heard that on air, okay? Yeah. I was like, "Whoa, did you just say that?" Honestly, that that sounds like fun though. Like, I feel like if I mean, again, this beef between Monster and Magic, that's that's legit because they're not owned by the same people. It's actual like, you know, competing stations. Rivalry the like a show. But, you know, in a certain sense, rivalries are pretty sick. You know, like it's it's almost like you 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 got to say that rivalries are necessary to keep that spiciness alive and and competition makes Exactly. And it's fun for the listeners. Uh, like if I got to hear that at my age now, if I heard that, I'd be like, "Oh my god, that is fucking sick!" And like, I'd want to listen in for more pot shots. But in terms of like, "Purkit na nasa ibang station ka, we're not friends anymore." God, like that's totally not true. Yeah, I mean, uh, Paragon Plaza, where Play FM is at, where Magic is at, where Mellow is at, where Wave is at, where K Light is at, they're all on the same floor. And not a lot of people know that. So right, uh, right. that's how I became friends with you. That's how I became friends mm-hmm. with the people at Magic. You know, um, I talked to your station manager, CJ, last week. He calls me a neighbor. Mm-hmm. Right? So, you know, that's how you build these relationships. And as a right. younger jock, I was wondering, bakit lahat ng mga co DJs ko sa Mellow, parang kilala nila lahat ng mga tao sa floor na to. And then give it a few years. Ako na rin. Kilala ko na rin yung mga tao sa floor. Yeah. Because the industry is small. So to feel <laughs> yeah, openly yeah, for and sure. for a long time with other stations or jocks in such a small industry is also very self-destructive. For, even for stations like, for, for DJs and other stations, like Monster. Monster is a pretty open competitor of our stations, you know, uh, uh, for, for quite some time. Mga, even the newcomers like Q Radio or FM1, like we have friends in these stations yes. and we talk to these people in these stations. Like, <laughs> <laughs> on the regular and these are people the we've regular. worked with before you know either they've come from play or come from mellow or come from uh, magic and these training programs but it really we're all just bonded by the the close circle that uh, that is like radio DJs in the Philippines I think the only times that radio feuds do happen are if when there are issues that are off air 
like off radio. Kung may kung may away like behind the scenes or yes. like there's a clash of personalities. But more often than not, it's like interstation. May may magkakaaway like between the stations. I wouldn't know about that because I'm a good guy. I'm an overall good dude. So I <laughs> okay okay okay. You've never you've never had any beef with anybody in your station. They never wala ako nakaaway ever. Okay, a hundred percent. You've never fought anyone ever. Got it. Again, for people out there who. Uh, feel the need to like tell us oh you know like Magic's doing this oh they're, they're oh you know like Wave is doing that like Melo's doing this and we're like cool yeah we probably heard about it from the people themselves because we talked to them so like it's all chill next item on the list is that eto pag tumawag ka sa DJ or nagtweet ka or nagtext ka they can play your request no matter when or what song it is <laughs> yeah <laughs> feel like there needs to be some some radio literacy classes or at least just like a, a crash course because I mean again I don't fault people for thinking that because that is kind of like the 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 image of radio that people have in their heads na parang oh I want to hear a song from a DJ like and you text the DJ hey can you please play Bonnie Bailey's I Love You Always Forever from you know like 1996 or whatever year it came out and they play it that's probably like what people are used to but Stations have different programming. Stations have different playlists. Sometimes they have certain days where they can't play certain songs. And more often than not, uh, we can't play the song you're requesting because it's not in our in our in our playlist. Sometimes meron din yung mga nagpapabati na, "Uy, now na, can you greet us now na or at an exact time? Like, can you please greet us at 4:48 p.m. Right. like as we're getting down right. the car, you know? And um it's kind of frustrating for me because sometimes I'm in the middle of a really good set and I don't want to break it up. Like magandang right, transitions sure. ko from song to song, and I don't want to break it up or hindi ko lang talaga pwede magsalita because it's a paid uh, block of time that you can't interrupt, so you can't get your greeting out. Or right. now you get the tweet right, or you get the message, and then nag shout out kana, and then they're like, "Uy, di ko narinig. Can you please do it again?" And I'm like, "This isn't Netflix, so you can just yeah, rewind yeah. ten seconds ago." <laughs> exactly, and like someone who's been tuned in, you know, for the whole time, they're gonna hear you say hi to the same person twice. So, like, you know, it you have to keep in mind. People have to keep in mind that it's an ongoing show. It it, it moves forward, and it's a Netflix. <laughs> exactly, and I think that really only applies for when these shows you know do these long blocks of talk time. That's when you can kind of text them while they're talking on air and be like, oh, saying hi to this person by the way. But for most like for most radio, like music driven stations, which is kind of like the norm nowadays, because people you know like listening to music, they just keep music in the background of the radios. DJs have to wait for the time that they're gonna talk to be able to say hi to people. And and there are even some rules. I've had rules before in the you can't use an ad lib to say hi to someone. You have to bunch it up in one ad lib. Like, cause then there are times when it kind of muddles the the content of your show. Cause like imagine, you know, you're listening for 30 minutes and the DJ talks five times. And every single time they talk, it's like, oh, sing hi to this person. Here's the next song. Bye. Sing hi to this person. Here's the next song. Bye. It's not fun to listen to. Hey there, I'm Mish, host of Mish Conceptions, the podcast that teaches you how to navigate your adulting life while working your way towards a successful career. I'm coming back with a third season with more episodes on building your career, navigating through self-doubts, taking risks, and hopefully getting rich. New episodes every Monday morning to kickstart your week. Check out my podcast after you listen to this episode. See you there. See you there. 
greetings are creative. Eh. So, I mean, if you want to do that and you're creative enough to always segue your greetings into, say, the intro of that song or like, may masasabi yeah. ka, di ba? Then fine and well, good for you. Uh, basta hindi ka pagalitan ng station manager mo. So, yeah, we're also bound to rules and uh, it's funny that a lot of people think na just because radio DJ ka na control mo yung board na you have carte blanche to do and say whatever. Right, yeah, case. that's that's true. That's definitely not the case. It is very, the program is very curated. Our talk times are very uh, carefully, um, well, I wouldn't say monitored, but they are, they are given parameters, you know, they are given parameters. And at a certain point, you can't just like mouth off and talk forever, or, like say hi to whoever you want. Right. So from this uh, list of misconceptions, we're going to go to a separate list, a major related, and these are assumptions from uh, people outside the industry that may be correct. But that we'd like to see mm-hmm. tw- uh, get tweaked or get changed moving forward. Okay. Let's start with this one, which uh, I'm sure you and I can relate to a whole lot. It's about how DJs are uh, generally discouraged from talking about anything that's polarizing. So religion, politics, mm-hmm. usually yung dalawang yan yung mga culprits sa di ba? What are your thoughts on this? Again, this is something that I think needs to change with the times. Uh, again, with social media and how it works nowadays and how the youngest of youths are aware of political issues. But the general consensus is that the the younger people, people who are tuned in or p- just general people in general, they're more politically aware now, uh, more than ever because of social media to still keep that rule for radio DJs to never talk about religion. Don't talk about politics because you might alienate some people. That is, that's weird because, you know, at the end of the day, if you're trying to please everybody, then that's like a weird rule to base it off of. Because again, the age old saying is you can't please everyone. And so for me personally, I would rather put my foot down on a stance, on a on uh, on an opinion, which again, does not have to be super strong. You don't have to open up your show with 99.5 Play FM, God is dead. Let's discuss it today. <laughs> no, like you don't have to do that. You, but there are some issues, especially during the pandemic. Like the pandemic lately, personally, like our, our opinions don't match our, our employers at all, but it's pretty much known with, with proof and everything that the pandemic has been grossly mishandled and the fact that we're still in this pandemic over a year later, coming into two years, probably like, you know, in six months is because of government uh, mishandling. And when that is so in your face every single day and you're doing a show every single day and you have to just be like, oh, here's what Kim Kardashian tweeted. Oh, here's what Kylie Jenner did. It's it, it feels dishonest and it feels like a misuse of the platform. To me, I started in 2016. Specifically after the elections. Because um, like a lot of radio DJs from our circle, I was also conditioned to not say anything polarizing, not say anything about religion or politics. Because it may turn off and that reflects on the station. And then the elections in 2016 happened and that's when I saw celebrities, public figures, radio right. DJs, in particular Susie from Magic or Tin Gamboa. She was really angry and upset over what had happened. And I was like, Wait, if, if Tin can say this or if Susie can say this, why can't I? I mean, sure, she has way more followers than I do. But right. that's when I realized that we have a platform. Eh. And right. there are people who probably look up to us. There are probably mm-hmm. people who, uh, whose opinions we can help influence with our platform. Right. So it's our responsibility to say the right things and to give the right opinions, give the right subject matter, the platform to amplify your voice. Na yon. So that's what really pushed me in that direction to be more political on social media, to uh, be more vocal on air. Because the fact of the matter is, there are some things that are unequivocally right or wrong. Like, True. murder is unequivocally wrong. 
Definitely. And at the end of the day, politics is real life. We can't like, you know, a lot of the time, uh, these these discussions of like, you can't talk about politics, they're justified because, oh, you know, you can get away with not talking about that. But at the end of the day, politics, that relates to the quality of life that we're living. That relates to people literally living and dying on the streets. It relates to people losing their loved ones and relatives during the COVID-19 pandemic, you know, unnecessary deaths that could have been prevented if not for the mishandling of the pandemic. So it's really tied into the everyday lives of the listeners and the listeners are who we're serving. But now that we're talking about it, it does kind of make a bit of a complication because while people like Susie, you know, they can talk about politics and they're they're educated and they know their stuff, you know your stuff, you researched, it is kind of dangerous to just allow every Tom, Dick, and Harry to get on the mic as long as they're a radio DJ hired and talk about religion and politics. But when we start drawing the lines of parang, you can only talk about politics kapag you've been here for X number of years, that's when it becomes kind of dangerous. Now the question is, how do we allow people or become make it a more of a norm to talk about politics on air without enabling another like I don't know hardcore DDS radio <laughs> DJ to just start sprouting stuff on top forty radio? I mean, you know, being real here. The easy answer is it's way above our pay grade, <laughs> right? Uh, but also, I think you and I haven't been around long enough then to really know the answer to this. Like, I will say this on both of our behalves, right? I'm, I'm sure the veterans in the industry can probably come up with a better answer. Probably say, like, this is what the AM commentary stations are for. And they're probably right. Right. But have you heard the AM commentary opinions, dude? Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. What year is it? Like, it's sometimes it's like it's 1950 in there, dude. Yeah, pero yung nga, iba yung market nila, iba yung market sure. natin. So, uh, dito po mapasok yung anong sphere of influence mo. Like, ikaw, as Renzo sure. Magnaye, working for Play FM, which is a station that can reach so-and-so listeners. Anong sphere of influence mo? Or like for me, anong sphere of influence ko, di ba? So, it's a very complicated subject, but I think is, what yeah. we are trying to get at is maybe we should be encouraging people to engage in political discourse. Because at the end of the day, politics sure. yeah. is personal and affects us all. Yeah, and it's becoming, it's affecting our lives more and more as the years go on. I think before in the mid 2000s, we could afford to kind of ignore it, but in because it's not as in our face. Sure, corruption was still there, you know, everything, but like there was still kind of, again, it's terrible to say, there was still a privilege afforded to people in radio or the middle, upper middle class, the middle class to be like, to look the other way. Right. But now in this day and age where it's like so in our faces, corruption in our faces, uh, you know. COVID on your doorstep. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, mishandling of funds in our faces. When does it become, you know, time to talk about it? So I guess that's the, that's the question. One more item here on the list, and it's something we alluded to earlier. Now, there's an assumption na parang tama naman to... Uh, not pay yung student DJs for being pinch hitters or mm-hmm. for uh, spending all this time being trained. Because they're getting training. They don't have to pay tuition fee. Right, right? right. So where do you draw the line here? I want to get your take on this because yun nga, I never felt like I was doing work work. Like I just had fun. For sure. Well, I think that comes with having predetermined scope of work and contracts. I think student DJs start need to like sign in contracts or at least radio stations have to have contracts where not only does it limit the amount of time they can stay within the reserves, but it also states that or like it, it should also state that if you start doing work without training, then you're entitled to some compensation for it because there are stations that have student DJ programs where they're there for like a decade, like 11 years. Like you you haven't been in college for like like 10 years and then dun ka pa rin to, to get called on to do free uh, work. It, dude, like it's so, it, it breaks my heart because these are people with like, with aspirations for radio. They want to be in radio. And 
at that point, it feels like abuse now. It feels like they're taking advantage of the whole, well, if you really want to be in radio, you're, you you have to be willing to go through all, all these years of unpaid work, which is so not true. Like, you know, I feel like there needs to just be a shift in how funds are handled. But if you can't afford to pay these people who have been doing work for you for over five years, then don't don't call them back. No, I think for me, the issue is more of the mindset na na romanticize kasi yung hustle. Sure, there is some good in romanticizing it kasi syempre, kung personal pag-uusapan, memories mo yan, di ba? For sure. Like, you love radio. Yeah. But you also have to be practical na, you know, the economy is kind of in the toilet. Yeah. People do have to pay some bills. Yeah. So where do you draw the line here? And again, I can't answer that shit because I'm not in management yeah. and I don't own a radio station. Yeah, yeah. But, but something has to change with the mindset. I think that can also be applied to so many of, uh, so many professions that also have that mindset with the older people, like with management and people that are well, wait, I had to go through all this. Why, why shouldn't you? But it's like, yo, don't you want to leave this place better than you arrived? Don't you want to create a better working environment for the future generation? Oh, when I go into radio and I go into a place, if I can leave radio knowing that the conditions are better, the working conditions are better for student jocks, for for the actual radio DJs, you know, for if, if the whole environment is better, then that's that's what we should be striving for. Like we can't keep putting up these abusive kind of uh, practices just because we went through it ourselves. That's selfish. That, that's like a personal reason. No, that's not like for the betterment of radio or for the future generations, you know? It's just really funny now that you've said it outright because it's silly, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, when you say it again, you realize that it is silly and it does need to change just because you're right. We have to leave things better than we found them. And yeah, we may have believed in it before or we may have gone through it willingly before, but these were the people we were then. And right. my character development, naman tayo, diba? we love to see it. So that's as much as I hope that we can ask for. So there, uh, that was our list of um, misconceptions in the radio industry. Time for us to get off our soapbox. Renzo, I got to thank you for going through this with me because these are questions I get a lot from college students, high school students who want to learn more about radio. And it's nice that people are just being real for once and talking about these things just so people know. Right. And I want people to know that Anyone can be a radio DJ. Like, we can go all ratatouille about it. Anyone can be a chef. That's so true about radio. Like, again, you don't need to be outgoing. You don't need to be the life of the party. You don't need to be the center of attention for everybody. If you can confidently figure out who you are on air as a personality, even if it's ever-changing, as long as you're confident, you're entertaining, and you love what you do, the rest will come into place. You don't have to fit a certain mold. There you go. Wise words from the great Renzo Magnaye. (laughs) Where can people catch you and where can people follow you and hear those dulcet tones? Well, uh, again, I'm interrupting all your favorite YouTube videos uh, as I am a commercial voiceover actor. You can check out my card, Renzovox, R-E-N-Z-O-V-O-X dot card, C-A-R-R-D dot C-O. That has like my reel and my work on it and everything. And uh, you can also catch me streaming some video games, having fun, twitch.tv slash Renzosaurus. And I will be on air for 99.5 Play FM weekdays, 6 to 9 p.m. on the home run. And where can people hear your voice on Discovery Plus? Like, is it an app? Is it a cable channel? It is the streaming service of Discovery uh, Channel and all of their uh, their their sub channels. So all your favorite reality shows and your true crime shows and your like ghost hunting documentaries and your ninety day fiancés they're all there. Discovery Plus it's coming to the Philippines this October. Get your subscription and uh, yeah, it's gonna be a blast. Thanks again to Renzo Magnaya for joining me on this week's episode of On Deck. Really appreciate how everybody's been enjoying the episodes and sending me feedback over on Twitter or Instagram. Please keep them coming. 
It is at underscore Stan C if you want to talk about the episodes or even recommend a guest that you want to hear on the podcast. Let's try to make it work. Almost everybody is a DM away on Instagram anyway these days. So, hey, who knows? If you send me your dream guest list for On Deck and if we can make that connection happen, then we might be hearing them on On Deck very, very soon, right? Before I get out of here, though, let me tell you about another way you can support this podcast if you love it as much as I do. You can do your online shopping over on Shopee and use my affiliate link. Sakto malapit na naman ang ten ten. So from there, you can just click checkout, and then a portion of what you spend will go to Podcast Network Asia and to On Deck at no extra cost to you. So again, my Shopee affiliate link is podlink.co/ondeck. Again, that's podlink.co/ondeck. Speaking of Podcast Network Asia, I've got another podcast over there that you might want to check out in case you love professional wrestling. You can check out the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast, which I co-host alongside my friends, Ro Moran and Chino Liao. We go live on Kumu every Thursday at 7 p.m. That is at Wrestling Wrestling Pod or Facebook.com slash Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. That's another place you can go to for your live weekly regular wrestling talk. We're also on Spotify, the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Just look us up over there. And then click follow. And finally, we're about to hit the home stretch of the Chinoy TV docu-series, Chinese by Blood, Filipino by Heart. Uh, if you're listening to this in early October, you may have heard my takes on the Great Wall already. And there will be a few other opinions coming your way, hopefully. Hopefully from me, mostly from the other resource speakers that they invited to be part of the documentary. You can catch it Sunday nights at 8 p.m. On CNN Philippines or on the Chinoy TV Facebook page every Wednesday at facebook.com slash Chinoy TV. And finally, thank you very much to Babyface producers Nikai and Gel for putting all these episodes together and doing a lot of the work behind the scenes, as well as to the rest of the Podcast Network Asia team for all of the good work that they do that allow us to keep bringing these podcasts to you on the regular. As I close this out, just one last set of reminders. Please double mask if you can. Stay home if you can, unless absolutely necessary. And please go out and get vaccinated if you can. And finally, go out and vote in 2022 because we must. We absolutely have to. All right. My name is Stan C. Thank you for listening to another episode of On Deck. And I hope I've earned the privilege of your time. Bye-bye. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.